Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the Cody Tucker Show. As always, uh, be sure to like and subscribe, tell a friend, um, check out the, uh, still got the merch store going. There are t-shirts available. Oh, are there? <laughs> might have, uh, might have, uh, jumped the gun on the, uh, merch store, if I'm being quite honest. I don't think there was, I don't think there was as much of a demand for it as I had initially believed. Initially. Initially? Initially. Initially. That's right. Sometimes when you say a word over and over, it just sounds like something made up. Which then again, all words are. So, yeah. Oh boy. You'll have to forgive me. I just ate a... Probably two days worth of food in about five minutes. And, um... Well, there's about a 70% chance that I will um, either one of two things will happen during the next hour. I will either fall asleep mid-sentence or shit my pants. Maybe both. Not exactly sure in which order. If I had to guess, lose consciousness and then shit pants. But it could very well be the uh, vice versa. So... You know, there's that. Um, hmm. So, hope everyone is having a great uh, a great day. Uh, everyone, uh, you know, waking up, enjoying their enjoying their Tuesday. Um, unless your name is Vince McMahon Jr. <laughs> in that case, you uh, can burn in hell. Let okay. Now, I need to preface all of this with. I think it actually has probably been abundantly clear uh, from previous episodes. I am a massive fan of professional wrestling and have been my entire life. I don't really watch it that much anymore because it kind of sucks. But from pretty much early as I could remember we'll say five till probably okay so let's say about 1998 99 to 2009 that 10 years i idolized the world of professional wrestling obsessed with it and to this day i will go back and watch pretty much anything from that era or earlier. Like I watch, I mean, there is nothing that gives me more joy than hearing Jim Ross screaming at the top of his lungs that someone is about to die and that they got to stop this thing while Undertaker is doing horrible things to Mick Foley. That gives me more joy than religion, uh, you know, well, religion. It is my religion. It's like my version of Greek mythology. Like some people look at comic books. Like if you ever watched the movie Unbreakable, the M. Night Shyamalan film with uh, Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson's character kind of makes a point that, um, pretty valid point actually, that superheroes are basically America's version of mythology. 
that what you know mythology was to the ancient Greeks, Romans, uh, Norse mythology, like all these characters, these deities, um, you know, half deities, like uh, you know, all these different like legends and folklore that that was basically like it was their version of a superhero. And so comic books are basically like the American version of that, the modern American version. Well, to me, wrestling is that, but real as real as it could be. Um, like I a hundred percent would be a practicing Austinite. <laughs> if Stone Cold Steve Austin had his own church, a hundred percent am going to this. Um, I would, without a doubt, believe that Shawn Michaels was Satan. <laughs> uh, yeah, like if if like wrestling is my religion. And in keeping with the theme of religion to me, I stopped giving a fuck about it (laughs) a long time ago. But that being said, just prefacing all that by saying that, like, I'm not about to shit on this person from a place of, like, not knowing the world that this person existed in. Uh, so Vince McMahon Jr. Now, you know, in keeping with kayfabe, Vince McMahon eventually became a real scumbag. Now, if you go back and watch wrestling from like the really any time up until like WWF up until like the mid 90s, Vince McMahon was not Mr. McMahon. He was just Vince McMahon, uh, kind of a dorky commentator. Then that, with the coming of the Attitude Era, ushered in the character of Mr. McMahon, where Vince McMahon did a really good job at playing a complete piece of shit. Turns out, that might not have been as much of an act as uh, we once thought. Now, I think it's been pretty well documented that he's a horrible person. And that, yes, revolutionized wrestling. And, in some ways, is God. (laughs) <laughs> in a weird way, kind of like if if wrestling is my religion, I mean, he basically, I mean, he didn't create it, but like he might be maybe like my Muhammad. Probably not that. No, 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 no. He would be like my um, Joseph Smith. You know, wrestling obviously existed for a long time, but one guy came in and really stirred the pot and was a complete monster, Joseph Smith. Um, so Joseph Smith, Vince McMahon, same person, ipso facto. Well, it has come to light that Vince McMahon may have been involved in a little bit of, a in a little bit of human trafficking. <laughs> and now I will say that, uh, I feel like I am in line with most people that whenever I hear the term human trafficking, I immediately think of Taken. The um, Oscar-snubbed film starring Liam Neeson. Uh, so I picture like a woman being like drugged and, you know, 
kidnapped from a hotel room in Paris. Um, a, you know, an actress that is clearly not a teenager. Like, the actress, whoever it is that's in that Taken movie that plays his daughter, has got to be, like, in her late 20s. And they have her play in, you know, like a 16, 17-year-old, it seems like. And how she acts is like, she acts like a 10-year-old. Because she's so not, I mean, she's 10 years, probably at least 10 years removed from being that age. Side, you know, side discussion, I guess. But it's just a thing that always bothered me about that movie. But it turns out that even uh, the human trafficking aspect of the Vince McMahon story isn't even like, is not actually the worst part. Now, if you are to do a little bit of a deep dive into what exactly he is being accused of, oh no, <laughs> it is not good. Um, so just kind of a couple bullet points here. Things that I found to be uh, especially intriguing. For one, Vince McMahon Jr., the former... I guess president and CEO of the WWE may or may not have taken a big steamy dump on a woman's head during a three-way. Yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Now, Steve uh, Vince McMahon is for sure, you know, just taking some dumps in his career. Um, a lot of questionable uh, character development in wrestling. A lot of just poor decisions. But taking a literal dump on a uh, on a woman's head during a three-way. You know, I don't know if there is a bigger buzzkill. Like, like being the other guy in that situation... Now that's got to be a a bit of a, a that's got to be a real predicament. Like I don't know if there is a thing that would just destroy an erection more than watching an a damn near eighty year old man who is at this point in the uh, act probably just red as an ape's ass from forehead down um, and then just seeing a log come out now that's gotta be yeah that's gotta do it I mean she could have whispered in my ear mid coitus I have AIDS and I don't think I still don't think uh, it would have killed the erection faster than watching Vince McMahon shit on someone because also it begs the question whether it was intentional or not and I an unintentional dump boy that's a rough that's a that's a bad spot to be in as well now obviously the one being shat on is you know in the worst spot imaginable but I just can't help but to imagine myself as being because I would never have sex with Vince McMahon willingly or not and I would never be Vince McMahon because despite what some people may think, I'm not that big of a piece of shit. So out of the three people in the situation, I'm forced to be the third the third uh, the third shooter. <laughs> and 
it's hard not to imagine what you would do in that situation. And yeah, be be difficult finishing. That's all I could really say about that. My God. But then, so then there's that. He defecated on a woman's head, which is a big no-no. Now, another thing that Vince McMahon was doing, as alleged um, by the uh, young woman who, the young trafficky, uh, is that supposedly one of the things that Mr. Uh, Mr. McMahon liked to do was use sex toys on this woman. And, oh boy, he had a plethora of toys, uh, dildos, uh, if you will, that he named after professional wrestlers. So I'll let that sink in for a second. The person, a billionaire, uh, you know, the Julius Caesar of professional wrestling, had a... What I'm assuming is a briefcase that when opened had a lineup, probably different sizes and colors, uh, shapes, curvatures, that each had the, 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 the picture of a wrestling legend next to him. And I can't think of a worse feeling than being bent over a massage table and hearing him like, which one? And then just hearing, well, (laughs) boy, you don't want to get the big show brought out on you. That's for sure. Like, give me Hornswoggle. (laughs) Give me Hornswoggle or, I mean, I'll I'll even take a a Jimmy Wang Chang. Uh, Boy, I hope that's what his name was. You know what? I was thinking in my head just then, like, it's going to sound very racist if I, like, have that name wrong. But it isn't, because they named a Asian cowboy Jimmy Wang Chang. And I am almost 100% Jimmy Yang Chang. It's something like that. Very racist. Uh, (laughs) A lot of racism in wrestling. And, you know, it's hard not to watch it now and be like, holy shit, that is hilarious. But also, you know, can't stick up for Vince McMahon. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, to have the uh, to have the big show brought out on you. Oh man. Well, <laughs> oh, that would be a nightmare. Like I'll take a hell. I'll take the Booker T over that. Give me the stick me with the Spinneroonie. Jesus Christ. I mean. You know, for how much people used to shit on the NBA uh, back in the David Stern era, I don't think he was doing that to people. Roger Goodell? I mean, you don't hear about Roger Goodell, you know, giving somebody the Warren Sapp. <laughs> if he did, I would actually be even more of a fan of the NFL, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, that's much more of an MLB-type activity. Because they've been fucking their fans for the past... I mean, hell, whenever A-Rod ratted out everybody for juicing up. So was that, 15 years ago? 
yeah, that sport hasn't been the same since. Man, that's a that's a hell of a it's just a it's just not good. You can't do that to people. I mean, I guess you can if you're Vince McMahon, but oh man. I mean, what a weird thing to do. I mean, it also goes in even further detail about like him basically having um what's his name? Uh I I'm like a hunt the name that was put in the article was like I'm fairly sure is one of the road warriors. <laughs> Either Hawk or Animal. I think is Hawk. Laranitis? Laranitis, I think is his name. When I read the name, I was like, I'm pretty sure that that's one of the road warriors. Now, I could be wrong. But if that is one of the road warriors, Jesus. I mean, I guess I'd rather take Vince McMahon, but God. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, Vince McMahon just has, he has a long history of fucking people. Literally, monetarily, emotionally. Just not a good person in general. Which is pretty obvious. I mean, no one in wrestling is that good of an actor. I've seen The Marine. I've seen uh, Gridiron Gang. No one involved in professional wrestling is a good actor. With the exception, maybe, of Rowdy Roddy Piper. And basically just for the movie, they live. Uh, so, for him to be just that good at playing the role of a scumbag just is not possible. There's no way. <sighs> Man. Yeah. God is dead. <laughs> no, Vince Man's always been a piece of shit. It's very obvious there's just there's some I don't think I'm alone in you know having this gift but I feel like I can tell very easily whether someone is a piece of shit or not just from seeing them for like five minutes and Vincent Man it takes about 18 seconds give or take you're like that's not a good person now I've been led astray multiple times but, you know, that's that, I guess. I mean, I never would have thought Stephen Hawking would have been up to up to what he was up to. So, but you have to put an asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. You have to put an, uh, a star symbol next to that one because, I mean, if you don't really get to hear the person talk, if really all you can go off of is just watching their eyes dart back and forth, I mean, how do you really get a good judge of character from that anyone's gonna look you know shifty or helpless if they're just <laughs> uh oh well I mean now I mean it's perfectly acceptable to make jokes about Stephen Hawking because he turned out to be a whoa, not quite McMahon level but because McMahon's is not funny now I have spent the last 20 minutes trying to make it funny uh but it's not really funny. Stephen Hawking's is funny. Like, down the middle, you can't not laugh at what Stephen Hawking was doing. I mean, Midget's doing math equations on a chalkboard that's slightly too high. For one, sounds like a Frank Zappa album. But two, it's just a funny thing. And actually something that if I had 
hawking money slash connections and was in his predicament, yeah, show me. I fuck it. I'd I'd like to see it. I mean, I don't have any of his. Uh, I'm in no way similar to Stephen Hawking. I mean, I I can run as fast as Stephen Hawking. That's about the only similarity we have. Um, but turns out we both would like to see midgets doing very difficult math equations on a chalkboard that's slightly too high. So I don't know what that says about me, but it just can't be anything good. So I should probably move on before, uh, before I get myself in a wee bit of a pickle. So uh, we are reaching the time of year, very fun time of year for me, uh, where we get to see what movies are going to be nominated for the Academy Awards. Now, I, like a lot of people, have not given two shits about the Academy Awards, or have not taken it in any way seriously, probably since No Country for Old Men won Best Picture. Since then, it has just been let down after let down of who is voting on this. Um, and it seems like every year, I know less and less of the movies nominated. And this year, 100% took the cake. Now, this is the list of movies nominated for Best Picture. Now, I want you to look at this list. If you, and be honest with yourself, if you have seen more than two movies out of the ten movies nominated, that's 20%. If you have seen more than 20% of the nominated movies for the best movie of the year, then I want you to comment, do something, at least give yourself a pat on the back for being way more into movies than the majority of us. Because American Fiction, never heard of it. Anatomy of a Fall, never heard of it. Barbie, heard of it, never seen it. The Holdovers, never heard of it. Killers of the Flower Moon, heard of it, uh, kind of seen it, seems good. Maestro, heard of it, looks boring as hell. Bradley Cooper's nose is pretty hilarious. Um, basically wearing a Barbra Streisand mask for two and a half hours. That seems to be the gist. Oppenheimer, heard of it, have not seen it yet, but... Probably very good. Probably deserves the nomination. Past Lives, never heard of it. Poor Things, never heard of it. Zone of Interest, never heard of it. And I like to consider myself to be somewhat of a movie fan. As somebody who watches quite a bit of movies. Like, I don't think I'm, like, the average moviegoer. I have not seen a single one of these. Now, I should have seen Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer at least. That is 100% on me. That is not the Academy just doing a bunch of bullshit. Barbie, I probably still need to see it too. It just doesn't look good to me. And this isn't like an anti-feminism thing or any of that. I just... It doesn't look good. Um, Like... And it, and if you say like you don't care to see it or it doesn't look good, people just automatically assume that you must like hate women. Not the case whatsoever. Uh, it's like the same thing whenever... Like, I didn't want to see The Color Purple. It's not a racist thing. I just, I hate musicals. And, I mean, the the real one sucks. So why would I like a remake? If I don't like the original, I'm for sure not going to like the remake. The only remake that even comes close to being as good as the original is Red Dawn. Um, so, yeah, why would I watch The Color Purple? It looks like dog shit. Um, but I will watch, you know, other movies. I don't know. I just can't. That's, it, it is amazing to me 
how was how are these right here the 10 best movies of the year now i get killers of the flower moon and oppenheimer they both looked like they were very good and i should have seen these movies and barbie i can understand too because a lot of people did like it very much and i'm not even like shitting on them for liking it like if you like it it seemed like it is a movie a lot of people would like but the other seven movies so 70 percent of these movies like i don't get i don't get it they don't look good and then people are willing to say like barbie was snubbed okay there is no snub there's no snub you either got it or you didn't and people saying that margot robbie should have been nominated for best actress now i don't know who else was nominated for best actress if i had to guess off the top of my head meryl streep glenn close julianne moore and probably two other uh annoying white women if i had to guess margot robbie probably should have been nominated but she wasn't it's not a snub they weren't like that's not how that works and then greta gerwig was not nominated for best director maybe she should have been maybe she shouldn't who out of the other directors wasn't good enough because you would have you can't just add one you gotta take one of those ones out so you're saying that she's better than any of those other five I don't know. Maybe she is. Maybe she isn't. I'm just saying there is no snub. The Oscars have always been like this. It's been a thing where they just are basically too busy flicking their own bean that they don't care whether movies are actually like people, whether people actually enjoy these movies. It's them basically getting, I mean, for one, these nominations are bought. They are not earned nominations. It's production companies and whatever buying them. Now, is there a reason why Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> got all these Oscar nominations while she was tugging off Harvey Weinstein? Um, yeah, probably a bit of a connection there, considering that Harvey Weinstein also paid off the Academy Awards to uh, make uh, Shakespeare in Love win Best Picture. When that movie was absolute, uh, you know, uh, garbage. Horrible movie. Yet, it won Best Picture somehow. Over, like, Saving Private Ryan... Yeah, think over Saving Private Ryan. So Harvey Weinstein, not only a real um, wanker in more than one ways, also hated the troops. <laughs> did not think World War II was the greatest. Uh, did not think they were the the uh, great generation. Um, he thought um, some bullshit movie with Gwyneth Paltrow and fucking ugh, God. That movie is so bad. I've tr- I've watched it, which is. I can't believe I did, but I did watch it. Horrible. Now, with all this in mind, these are the movies that are nominated. If you don't know, there's also simultaneously, uh, in conjunction with uh, the Academy Awards, there are the Razzies. Now, the Razzies are Oscars reverse. It is the worst movies, the worst actors, the worst directors. Now, I'm going to pull... So, so, like a real award show... It's only five five movies get nominated, as it should be. The Oscars should have never done this ten movie bullshit, because then basically anyone, uh, you know, anyone with a what's the fucking software that people use? Final Cut. Anyone with Final Cut and uh, you know, uh, a book written by Nietzsche can end up getting nominated for a fucking Oscar. So. So I want to go over the Razzies because the Razzies are fascinating to me. And 
here they are. So here's the worst pictures and worst actors. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, probably didn't need to bring a worst actor, but why not? So worst pictures nominees, Exorcist Believer. Now, I also agreed that movie was not very good. Expendables 4, did not know that that movie existed. I mean, I knew that it was coming out, didn't know it was already out. So, boy, people must not like that. Meg 2, The Trench, kind of enjoyed it. Shazam, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Zachary Levi follows me on Instagram and has shared some of my videos. I like Shazam for that reason. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Enjoyable movie. That being said, I have heard of every one of these. Five for five, 100%. I have... I would, without a doubt, much rather watch The Exorcist Believer, Meg to the Trench, and hell, Zach, I'll support you again. Give me Shazam Fury of the Gods. Uh, I will take those three over any of those other eight movies nominated for Best Picture besides Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. There's no way. Like the rat, And then look at the actors. Wait, that's Oscars. Hold on. Look at the actors nominated. Russell Crowe, Pope's Exorcist. Now, people just hate Russell Crowe for some reason. I don't understand why people hate Russell Crowe. <coughs> but let me tell you this. He is very good in that movie. And, I mean, yeah, it's an Italian accent. And whenever you see Russell Crowe, you think, I shouldn't be speaking with an Italian accent. You were literally in a movie called Gladiator, set in Italy as well. British accent, but everybody knows that any movie where it takes place more than 200 years ago, no matter where it is in the world, British accent. <coughs> or if it's a Disney movie, villain, British accent. Jesus Christ, there's something in there. <coughs> All right, so Russell Crowe should not have been nominated for worst actor. He, I mean, I have looked at the list of best actors for Oscars. He's better than any of the ones in the name uh, Best Actors category. Vin Diesel, Fast X, that's deserved. Especially uh, in lieu of uh, certain McMahon-type activities. Chris Evans, Ghosted. Uh, yeah, I heard that movie was a real, real pile of shit. Chris Evans is not a very good actor. Jason Statham, Meg to the Trench. What do you want from him? What do you want from Jason Statham? What, I mean, he's not Daniel Day fucking Lewis. One, he doesn't have a goddamn what, grandfather who basically, like, invented British cinema and got his ass shoehorned in. Jason Statham was a dude who was basically selling fucking fake Rolexes on the street and uh, got noticed by Guy Ritchie. So the fact that he's starring in movies is amazing. Jason Statham's also not a horrible actor. Now, John Voight Mercy, I don't know that even what this movie is. But I know any movie starring John Voight after Holes, probably not a very good movie. So, I'll give it to him. Some of the actors probably deserved it. I'm just saying, you know that society has gone tits up when the Razzies are legitimately better than the Oscars. And I probably shouldn't care about any one of any of these things. It doesn't fucking matter. Just watch movies that you like. If you like them, you like them. If you hate them, you hate them. No, no big deal. But I'm just saying, you know, it just pisses me off that like the Oscars are like still somehow considered to be this like important thing. 
It ain't. Bitch. Alright. So let's fucking move on. Um, so, this happened. A Chinese marathon runner was disqualified for chain smoking through the entire race. Now, let me tell you something here. I have never felt more of a connection to a middle-aged, slightly above middle-aged Chinese man. Besides wearing this bandana, which may be more of a Japanese thing. But I've never felt more in tune with a, I would say probably 60-year-old Chinese man until right now. Which, granted, he could be 30. Because if you're chain-smoking through a marathon, boy, you have probably taken in some cigarettes in your life. Um, So for all I know, this guy could be younger than me. But uh, if I had the stamina to do this, Without a doubt, I'm doing it. For one, marathons are the dumbest thing on the planet. Running for nothing is dumb. Now, <coughs> as you can tell, um, I am also a bit of a smoker. <laughs> no, I do have something stuck in my fucking throat. I'm not really sure what it is. I think there's dust on this. And I think I'm slowly inhaling just a lot of dust. I was going to breathe on it, but I'll blow everyone's fucking eardrums out. Anyways, this man, I'm bringing back up again. Should have got his name. A man named, no way. There's no fucking way that's his name. Hold on a, hold on a tick. I'm going to zoom in on this. It's going to look funky. Just fuck off. No way. His name is Uncle Chin. <laughs> is that possible oh my god I mean that's real life this guy's name is Uncle Chin now I could have probably guessed that and everyone would think that I was a racist but if I was right I'd be the greatest guesser in the world anyway so Uncle Chin (laughs) It's hard not to say that without it sounding like you're making fun of this person. But that is his actual name. God-given. So Uncle Chin here was doing what everyone should do. Ruin marathons. Now, about a decade ago, there was a marathon that was ruined big time. Not saying to go that far. But if you want to just start tearing through a pack of Marlboros while you're running and basically smoking out the now granted it's not really the competition because they're behind you but still it's basically like a you know fuck you to the people who can't keep up with you I say fucking go right ahead Uncle Chin Uncle Chin is doing exactly what one should do um now it has always been my dream to get like just a real shitty car that has a really poor exhaust system and make it to the front of the line and basically pull an Uncle Chin, but for the entire crowd of marathon runners. Now, granted, I'm not going full, um, you know, Boston on these people, but I am sending a message that you are ruining everyone's day. You are shutting down, what is a marathon? 26, 26 miles? 26.1? You're shutting down 26 miles of a major metropolis so that people could just slowly jog for and people are training goddamn 
all year for these marathons just so they <laughs> could come in, you know, 180th to like a bunch of Kenyan and Ethiopian dudes, which good on them, but like, you know, spend your time doing something else. You don't have a chance at this. Like there's, you're not going to win the damn marathon. Like, like there's never been to me more of a, like if, you know, people who like want to shit on, um, participation trophies, a marathon is the ultimate participation trophies. Literally just finishing is like a win to people. In what other sport is that true? Like in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers aren't doing a parade through Charlotte right now because they finished a season. <laughs> Half those people, uh, you know, had to put in like new security cameras in their property because people were trying to burn their houses down, I'm sure. Um, like, no. You, unless you win that marathon, you should not get any, no congratulations, no look at you, you did it, no picture at the finish line, nothing. You come in first, or, I mean, you just don't. It's such a stupid thing. It's very obnoxious. It's the same thing. I mean, like you're not a professional athlete. So don't pretend to be one. It's the same people who do like cycling. Cycling is the most annoying goddamn thing ever. And if I was 100% sure that I wouldn't get caught, like I had to be given full immunity ahead of time. Like it couldn't just be like, oh, no one's going to see me. No, I would need to have like, the federal government and state government issue me uh, like an an okay order. I would a hundred percent just smoke one of these people riding a bicycle down the middle of the street. Like it is insane to me, and I would feel nothing about it. Like I don't. I am not. I don't think like a heartless person, but boy. If you slow down my drive to the gas station, <laughs> you, I mean, you're going to get it. <coughs> so there's that. Now, last one, then we'll uh, move on. This little fuck. So was the world's oldest dog a fraud? Guinness World Records pauses title as it conducts investigation. Now, I have never, I think there was the name of the dog, wasn't there? Bobby? Is that his name? Spended Bobby? Alright, let me tell you something about Bobby here. It has been, uh, you know, alleged that this little fucker is about, I think it was about 27 years old. Might be a little off on the date. Turns out Bobby might be completely full of shit. And by looking at this little smug fuck, I can tell he is a liar. This is the Milli Vanilli of dogs. The, um... Who is it that was, uh... I mean, in some ways, this is kind of like the Tanya Harding of dogs as well. Um, I mean, I guess in some way, Tanya Harding is the Tanya Harding of dogs. But this dog... I mean, you are standing on 100% stolen valor, you bitch. And you can tell by looking at him. Like, there's no way that dog would look like that at dimmer 30 years old. I am 30 years old. And what dog dog years are what? Seven years to one human years? So that's like this dog being, 
No. That's like this dog being 210 years old. Ain't no way. I look older than this dog. And I'm aging in human years. There's no, not a chance. I want, they, I hope, now if this dog is still alive, I hope that whenever they do the investigation, they come in and just crack this fucker across the head and send his ass to, you know, I don't know, somewhere wherever they eat dogs. I'm sure there's lots of places. Actually, if you go to Taco Bell uh, during the slow hours, you're probably eating a dog. Um, but I'm just saying Bobby, Bobby is a fraud. I do what they did to Pete Rose. Put an asterisk next to his name in any record book. No dog hall of fame for him. And Pete Rose didn't even do anything, which is a whole other fucking argument of why baseball's stupid. But Bobby, <laughs> you son of a bitch. We believed in you, Bobby. We believed in you. And look what you did to us. You let us down. You led us down a path of lies deceit now Vince McMahon's a bad person that's for sure Bobby is a monster because Vince McMahon didn't lie to anybody Vince McMahon has been telling us who he is for the past 20 year, 25 years at least even longer than that really Mr. McMahon has shown us that he is a scumbag and we chose to ignore it until it turned out that he pooped on someone's head and was using dildos named after fucking Marty Jannetty on people. One half of the rockers. Someone stop this. Someone stop this thing. <laughs> That's the biggest damn dildo I ever saw. <laughs> but Bobby. Bobby had the world... Bobby had the world feeling some sort of happiness for once. In a time of post-COVID where people are lost, businesses are closed, streets are deserted, riddled with homeless people shit and needles, Bobby was like one shred of hope that magic could exist, that a miracle could happen in today's world and that little motherfucker <laughs> had the audacity to betray all of us I hope they William Wallace that fucking dog tie him up draw and quarter uh, do whatever it was they were doing to Mel Gibson's nutsack making him going oh. <laughs> whatever it was that they were doing I hope they do it to Bobby fuck you Bobby <laughs> oh man now if he is telling the truth then I take back everything I just said but well that's a big if and again to echo earlier sentiments about me feeling like I'm a pretty good judge of character yeah Bobby looks like the type to to do it well that'll do it for this part uh, time to Switch over to the educational part of the program. See what's going on. Uh, maybe learn something. Teach something. Learn something. Well, all right. Time to do that. So take a break and be right back.
All right, so time to do a little bit of the old where that come from. Take a famous word or phrase, figure out where does it come from, why do we say it, all that good stuff. So today we're looking at uh, two words, man, woman, which on paper you would think are related, that one comes from the other. Not so. <laughs> Actually, come completely different. So, man and woman, initially, not actually related. Same for male and female. So, you would think male, female, come from the same thing. They do not. They do not even come from the same language. So, male actually comes from the French maisel, M-A-S-L-E, which is where the word masculine comes from. That is where the word male comes from. Female comes from Latin, the Latin word uh, femala. Femala meaning young girl. Uh, and that is where the word feminine comes from. So female comes from Latin. Male comes from French. Not even related. So as far as man and woman, how that comes about is eventually we get to like Middle English where we take man, which at the time just meant human. There's no like separation. Man is just human. And to separate it, a male man become is so to separate it, the Middle English prefix for male is where W E R. So where man is male. Now the feminine prefix, so to make it female, is weef and W I F. So weef, weef man. Now, eventually over time, where man, the W-E-R gets dropped and it's just man. Weef man goes from weef man to we man to wo man, woman. So that's how we get man and woman. Now, even though the prefixes are, you know, switched, dropped off, whatever, still kind of holds true somewhat today. Like those middle, that middle English version of it. Uh, can still be found in some ways in today's uh, usage. So the W-E-R, were-man, is where we get werewolf. Werewolf just meaning man-wolf. Werewolf. Now the weef prefix, meaning female, ends up becoming the word wife. So still today, all that shit works together, but initially... So just weird that two words that sound like they 100% are coming from the same place have nothing to do with each other in like four different languages. So, yeah, pretty wild. So, yeah, basically words that have nothing to do with each other coming from three different languages end up sounding that similar. Wild stuff. So there's that. Time to move on to a little bit of the old half-ass history. All right, so first topic of the day, going into a little bit of astronomy, history, uh, mythology even, a little bit of everything, a little hodgepodge, if you will. So what we're talking about today is a comet, and not just any comet. This is a very famous, well-documented comet that reaches Earth, or well, this comet flies across Earth every 75 to 76 years. Comet is called Halley's Comet. 
So Halley's Comet, named after uh, the astronomer Edmund Halley, who started documenting the comet in like the late 1500s. He started noticing that, shit, this comet should start coming like, basically started predicting that the comet would return on a set time. That it was basically in a, that the comet was operating in like a pattern. And that he could, therefore, predict when the comet would return. And, ever since, he has been correct. It returns every 75 to 76 years. Well, over time, that comet, Halley's Comet, has developed kind of a folklore. Sort of a, um, people seeing it as a sign, good or bad. Lots of... uh, interesting takes on Halley's Comet and its significance. So even going back before it was ever called Halley's Comet, before it was being documented as this thing that would return every 75, 76 years, people across the world have put a certain significance to it. So most of the time it's looked at as this sign. So most of the time a sign of tragedy, but sometimes like a sign that, you know, that you need to do a certain thing. People look at it with different um, different viewpoints. So, in the year 1066, very famous year for the nation of England. Well, 1066, King Harold II is killed and he is overtaken by William the Conqueror. 1066 is a year where Halley's Comet was visible. Now, fast forward to 1222. 1222, Genghis Khan decides, I should probably try to take over Europe. 1222, a year that Halley's Comet returns. Genghis Khan allegedly said that that comet basically influenced his, basically influenced his decision to do that. So in 1222, when Genghis Khan sees Halley's Comet, sees it as a sign that he should try to take over Europe. Uh, now, there's different reasons for why people start looking at the comet as being this, you know, bringer of tragedy and sickness, all these different things that you can read about, about Halley's Comet. Well, the partially scientific reason for it, so the partially scientific reason for that is that the tail of Halley's Comet is filled with cyanogen, a pretty toxic gas. And people started believing that that gas would creep into the atmosphere and make people across the world sick and delirious, and basically completely fuck with people. And so charlatans started selling these miracle cures to protect you from Halley's Comet. Well, in 1910, King Edward VII of England ends up dying. 1910, another year for Halley's Comet. 1910, Mark Twain also dies. Now, Mark Twain dying the same year that Halley's Comet returned, It's especially interesting because he predicted that he would die in 1910. Mark Twain predicted that he would die the same year that Halley's Comet returned. The reason he believed that is because Mark Twain was born in 1835, right after Halley's Comet had returned again. So yeah, he believed that he came with the comet and was going to leave with the comet. So yeah, Halley's Comet, a lot of interesting uh, folklore little science in there, but not really. Um, so yeah, that's the story of Halley's Comet. Moving on. 
All right, so time for the last one of the day. Then we'll move on out of here and, you know, move on to bigger and better things. So the story that we're talking about today involves a pretty good band, a band I happen to enjoy. I don't know if they're, like, particularly big, but, you know, neither here nor there. So the band that we're talking about is The Zombies. So The Zombies, kind of like the last hoorah of the British invasion of the 1960s. Uh, in 1968, they released the single Time of the Season. Well, it ends up the next year becoming very big in the United States. Huge single. So, you would think, well, time for the zombies to come to the U.S. and tour. Uh-uh. They had already broken up. <laughs> so the zombies don't get to come to the U.S. and tour off of the fame of that single. Well, the record company, Delta Promotions, decides, hmm, we could probably do a little bit of a workaround here. Uh, they come up with the idea to just make a fake band and call them the zombies, believing nobody would know the difference. There is no internet. People in the U.S. don't know what these guys look like. Uh, they just know the song, Time of the Season. So, screw it. They'll still come out and see them. And they were right. So, not only did they make one fake zombies, they made a second fake zombies. And, at the exact same time, both fake zombies were touring across the United States. Well, one of those bands ends up just kind of dissolving into nothing. The other band happened to be a little blues band from Dallas. Two of the members of that band were Frank Beard and Dusty Hill, who would later join forces with a guitarist named Billy Gibbons and create the legendary band ZZ Top. So, yeah, there's that one. That's the end of that. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope everyone has a great rest of their day, except for Vince McMahon. I hope you rot in hell. Um, Bobby as well. Bobby, I hope you just burn in doggy Hades, wherever it is dogs go. I mean, I guess by the, um, you know, according to the uh, legendary motion picture, uh, all dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven. I do not believe that to be true. I think most dogs are really just swindlers who pretend to like you just so that you'll feed them. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Bobby's a piece of shit, and he'll get what's coming to him. If he's not already dead. He may, in fact, already be dead. And in that case, good. You will not be missed. All right, so that's the end of that. Thank you for watching. There's no way anyone is still watching by now, so I could literally say whatever the fuck I want. And nobody would ever hear it. Um... Bill Clinton did 9-11. Um, Alex Jones for president. I don't know. <laughs> no. That last one is a, you know, the last one was a lie. So, Clinton. Who the fuck knows? All right. So, time to go. Wrap it up. Goodbye. All right. So, let's see. First topic... Or, well, no, not first topic. Second topic. <laughs> Jesus. Second topic of the day involves I one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, kind of a controversial figure for obvious reasons. But I think a 
an incredible actor. It's the actor Sean Penn. So, over the years, it has been well documented that Sean Penn, at times, has a bit of a temper. Uh, particularly when he was in a relationship with Madonna, where he broke into, broke in, where Sean Penn broke in through her window, tied her up to a chair, and beat her ass with a baseball bat and burned her with cigarettes. Yeah. A bit aggressive. But yeah, Sean Penn, kind of known for having that uh, fiery temper. Well, in 1987, Sean Penn... uh, So, Jesus Christ. In 1987, Sean Penn was filming the movie Colors. While filming the movie Colors, he ends up getting uh, pretty heated with one of the extras and fights him. Ends up fighting an extra. Now, leaves does a little bit of reckless driving, couple those two things together, he ends up getting arrested, put in jail for 33 days. So Sean Penn beats up an extra, gets uh, caught driving like a maniac, sandwich those things together, a month in jail. So while Sean Penn is in jail, he uh, meets a fellow inmate who is awaiting his trial. That inmate looks at him and is like, oh shit, Spicoli. (laughs) <laughs> and so they inmate decides, hey, I'll write a letter to Sean Penn. And Sean Penn gets said letter from fellow inmate, looks at it, and responds to that inmate. In Sean Penn's response to that inmate, he said, I hope you die in the gas chamber. And you might be thinking, geez, Sean Penn, still a little uh, fiery. <laughs> like, what did this guy ever do to deserve uh, Sean Penn saying something like that to him? Well, the guy, so the fellow inmate who wrote that letter to Sean Penn was none other than Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. So, maybe pretty good reason for Sean Penn to say, I hope your ass dies in the gas chamber. Uh, So, you know, score one for Sean Penn. Uh, so, time to move on to the last one, and then we will get the hell out of here. Here we go. One second. 